So I'm I'm storming away, brushing past the interrogators. Probably who share a, a look of like who is that? They probably actually have a high inquisitor with them as oh. too. I don't know who they would have, but oh oh, they have Brandle with them. I'm just moving away, <laughs> glowering. But as I see it's Brandle, I try to control my features. So you said you were wearing your cloak, but it's over your Corellian smuggler. I'm very self-conscious now. I say, as I kind of, <laughs> I kind of try to make it look not so like I did just hop out of the club and say, wouldn't it be great to yell at an Athorian? <laughs> Brandel is a very attractive looking human. Aristocratic features, very fine and, and delicate. Somebody who might make the lady swoon if it weren't for this, this cold ember of hatred that burns within him. And he looks down his nose at you. There's a lot of that going around today. Tremaine is letting you slip. Slips, my lord. Absolutely not. I was just... Uh... He, his eyes look you up and down with oh. like drag queen levels of shade. <clears throat> this is merely for a mission. I wanted to uh, check some details before I'm off, sir. Yes, very official looking. It's a, it's a high lord. All I do is say, yes, sir. I bow my head. And he makes a show of looking at his wrist chronometer. I don't know if Star Wars has these, but he has one. Yeah. I assume you have somewhere you're supposed to be. Yes, sir. And I just... In that getup. I keep on walking. I keep on walking. He can't see my fear if I keep on walking. <laughs> but he could feel it. No, I'm just, I'm walking away and very annoyed that that the, the Athorian is all just annoying. And then I got caught and then I got – it's not been a good day for me. And it, it's not even 8 o'clock yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I, by the time I reach the this YT-13, this clunker of a ship, it's not even a, y, a, a true YT-13. It, it's a salvage job mm-hmm. basically where they've salvaged a lot of parts. Most of them came from a YT-13. But it has some extra areas where it's like, oh, that's from a, a headhunter. That is from something else. That is from a skiffer. But it has the stuff. basic look of a YT-1300, yes. which we might know as the same ship class as... The Millennium Falcon. But this is the Dark Millennium Falcon. Dun, dun, dun. This is the emo Millennium Falcon. Uh, yeah, I'm storming up the ramp. Laris? Yes? Were you able to find anything? No. Fantastic. Matches my day. Set course for where was this place again? Socorro. Socorro, and send me any information you have on the damn planet. Yes, sir. And I'm moving towards where my bunk would be if I was in my pacifier, but I just kind of open it up and it's like a really dirty refresher. And I'm like, of course. And I turn around and then I throw my hands up in the air and scream, where are the quarters? There are bunks in the rear section, sir. Of course, I say. I move just towards the passenger area and take a seat on a overly stuffed couch and i kind of sink into it and i close my eyes and just shake my head as bone comes up to me and beeps and bloops i found nothing i know that just go bother laris and then i just kind of pinch the bridge of my nose as i get the information on the planet and i start scrolling through it the first thing i do as we're leaving instead of going straight to sakura Socorro. Socorro. We do a, a jump close to a hut sector. So if they are able to trace from relay to relay, they aren't saying this came from Coruscant <laughs> at the federal district. How 
interesting. So it's it it's like a day to get to a spot where I feel is comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, and I send my message, basically alerting whoever I'm contacting that I have a lightsaber, and I am sending some of the falsified in papers concerning its origin. It belonged to a general during the Clone Wars that was killed in the Felucia. All right, we are first going to have an astrogation check. Oh, from yeah. It should do quite well. That's... You're dead. <laughs> Through a sun into a slug's mouth. All right, so four successes and two threats. Yes, so you definitely make it to this, this anonymous sector of hut space. Laris actually does take a series of jumps to get out there, so it should have only taken you about 8 to 12 hours, but it does end up taking you the entire day. How do you feel about that sort of delay? By the 12-hour mark, I'm yelling. Like She hears me yelling as I'm moving down the passenger. Laris, why are, what's taking so long? I felt it was best to truly anonymize our tracks. I did not ask for that. I merely wanted to get here. No one's going to track our jumps all the way there, Laris. You're here to follow orders, not think. My God, I don't even think you're capable of it, I say as I'm storming away. My attitude has been shit poor. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. This is how, like, broken people are formed. They get, <laughs> they get yelled at by, like, their father and, and their teacher. Then they yell at their kids. And then hurt, they, people. Yeah. Hurt, hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt <laughs> people. And I, I basically, I'm turning away and I'm screaming over my shoulder, get us there quicker. And she does what she can. Yes. But by the time we get there, I... We send out the message with the falsified information that it, this belonged to a Jedi general in the Clone Wars, Afikia, who was a Rodian Jedi. Okay. Uh, why don't you give me a skullduggery roll? Since I wasn't the one that put this these falsified papers together, it was Imperial Intelligence. Would mm-hmm. that help me? I will give you a blue die for it. Cool. And your difficulty is it's one. Okay, and you said a blue die, right? Yes. I got two successes. Oh, nice. So, I'm sorry, were you just putting this message out there or were you I going sending, directly to one of the contacts? Uh, you said they had a re, uh, I could, they had contacts that I yes. could send it to and then they would get me patched into the right people. Yes. So, basically, I'm, go- I'm starting at the top of the grapevine. It's like a phone tree for smugglers. Absolutely. Some, one person, basically, they check to see if my ID is legit. And it is because it's built by Imperial Intelligence. It has enough information that says, okay, he's a half-decent smuggler. Though he refuses to call himself a smuggler, he is a historian of, uh, who sells artwork. He graduated from the Karelian Institute of History and Science until he was blackmarked for selling artifacts. And basically, they gave me this huge dossier that I had to remember. And then basically, the next guy is to see if the artifact itself is something that's actually worth something, which he would see like, oh, no, this guy actually, this Rodian actually had quite, he was quite famous. So while it's not a very old lightsaber, there are people from the Clone Wars that would be like, oh, yeah, that guy, I I had his trading card. I would want that. So it's basically going down the phone tree of, okay, is this a legit guy? Yes. Is this a legit item? Yes. Is there buyers? Okay. The next guy knows there's several buyers. Who of those buyers are safe? And then basically leading it all the way down to whoever we're trying to get to. And then I'll, um, so I'm just waiting for them to contact me back. And again, because this is a, a relay that is several smugglers deep, uh, it takes a couple of hours before you even expect a response, honestly. You you know that this is a hurry up and wait situation. Yep. By time, I am simply, um, 
I don't have any of my... You don't have any of your toys. I am trying to fix the Dejaric table that doesn't seem to work. Yeah, and uh, no one no one bothers you. Laris, Laris got the point that you don't want to be bothered. And of course, the crew is Laris and Bone. Yep. So there's there's nobody else to bother you. So you are left blissfully alone until after a couple of hours. I'm going to try to roll to see how well it's. All right. Is it like two purple? Yeah. Ah, two troubles or two. Two threats. Two threats, to, oh. but no successes. I don't know what the threat will be. I would, the the table broke. Like it was flickering, and now it just there's smoke, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't fix it. I broke it. I broke <laughs> it, it worse. Broke it more. Jeez. Uh, as the the sparks fly and and smoke begins to pour out from under the table into your face laris hails you over the comm sir yes you have a response okay absolutely i'll be there in a second i say as i push over the table as i walk away it starts like little sparks and flames come out and like bone what rolls over to it and it leashes like fire suppressing foam and I'm moving towards the communication array. What name have you given them? Skiv Lauren. Your your first level contact is a, a Rodian himself. Skiv Ryan right here. How can I help you? Give me good news. Give me good news. Mr. Lauren. Yes. We have arranged for you to meet with Mia Hanika. Oh, she. She is at the top of the food chain when it comes to smuggling Jedi artifacts. Doesn't matter to me as long as she has those sweet, sweet credits, love. <laughs> she has many, many credits. Absolutely. She wants to meet you on Socorro. Socorro? Can I, is there a close um, bit out from... Uh, I can make it to Socorro, I guess. But she better have the money right there. She will. Fantastic. I'll be there in a short bit of time. And I pull off the communicator and I turn towards Laris. said, of course. They've taken the bait. Yes, sir. And I'm come back and you, it just stays on Laris for a second after I leave the, the captain, the bridge area. Why are, why did you foam it? I was fixing it. Oh, don't give me that. It was hardly smoking. And we swipe to about a, it takes a, about another day to reach Socorro because it's in a, a different sector. Laris does not take any side trips this time. She takes you directly there. Why are we going directly there? Just kidding. She does whatever you ask, okay? Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> she yells at Bone in binary. <laughs> oh no. Poor Bone. It's like he's not a people, so he can't be hurt. He says but I think he, that's sad. He walks away using a mechanical claw like across his little dome eye. Aww. It turns blue <laughs> for sad. And uh, you, the coordinates that you were given are for the city of Vakaya. Vakaya? Vakaya. It is, uh, there's several cities on Socorro. It is a desert planet and it has become known as a haven for smugglers. It's mostly settled by humans, but of course, on a place that is this far out of the way and outside of the watchful eye of the Empire, all kinds of people have, have either made it home or consider it a crossroads. You have an identification card, Laris? Yes. And your name is... Doria. They kept it simple. Only one name. Fantastic. You know your history? Yes, sir. Try not to talk too much. Yes, sir. Yeah, and we, we, we land whenever we can. Mm-hmm. The, the spaceport is, it's not very well run, not very well organized. 
uh, trying to hail somebody from the equivalent of air traffic control is a nightmare. Just- Laris is having trouble because she's trying to do it in an organized fashion. But me being kind of hinting towards some of my past, I lean forward and I, I yell into one of the mics. We're coming down really right quick, so you better have a space spot for us or we're going to make a nice hole in the building. Click. And, and I point towards like, go ahead, go forward. That violates several. Go forward. And I'm sure they they give us something eventually. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but she's she's driving almost like somebody that is new to a stick shift. <laughs> so she keeps popping the equivalent, the YT13's equivalent <laughs> of the clutch. Yes. Okay. Oh, because she's not used to piloting. Because it's no, she's she's oh. an excellent pilot, but. She keeps expecting people to follow the rules. Oh, okay. And so she keeps stopping because people aren't following the rules. But but then she's supposed to not follow the rules. So she's it's having... very stressful for her. Blue screen of death. Yes. I could tell it's stressful because for a second I see her nose wrinkle up. <laughs> and then it's blank slate. Exactly. And, but we land, right? We make yes. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, come along, come along Bone. You don't have an identification card. You don't need one. But because you're a droid, you're an R3 unit. Every Everybody has you. You're an accessory. I didn't mean it like that. You're you're more than an accessory, but every... Bone, I'm not having this conversation. I say as I'm moving towards the ramp as we land, and mm-hmm. I'm extending it out. Yep. There's nobody at the spaceport to meet you. You were given uh, an address uh, deep within the city. I'm going to need someone to watch my back. I can't go in this alone. But Laris doesn't really have an acting bone in her body, but she's a cyborg, so people aren't really going to question. Laris? Yes? Come along. You'll be going with me. Bone, actually, uh, they'll probably dismantle you for parts the moment I take my eyes away from you, and then Lord knows if I want to go do a cantina. Uh, you stay at the ship. If we need you, you'll be uh, the one to pilot it. Excellent. Don't give me sass. Just do it as I say. And Laris and I are leaving. I think he has pilot. Yes, he does. Cool. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he could do it. Yeah, he's got one in pilot. Yeah. Cool. That's hey. That's all he is. That's all he needs. It's one yellow. Yeah, that's all he needs. Yeah, and so me and Laris are moving through the spaceport, and we're heading towards the address. The city of uh, of Vikea is, as as I said, Socorro is a desert planet. Actually, much of it is covered in black sand. There's the black sand desert to the east. So the the entire city is covered in a fine black grit from the the sands that are, are constantly being blown across the, the city. Most of the buildings are quite low slung, made out of clay, because that's that's best to insulate against the, the heat of the desert and they don't want to grow too tall. The There is infrastructure on the planet, but it's, ext- first of all, any sort of officials are extremely corrupt. Mm-hmm. So there's no real visible police presence. You see people that are, are injured and sick in the streets. Are there, is there any sign of an imperial presence here, even a, a meager one, or is that not the case? No. Okay, so it is kind of no man's land. Yes, yes. This is, it, it's so far out of the way that it, it's kind of seen as, you know, a lost cause. Cool. So long as nobody does anything too egregious, it's like, you know what, we've got, we, we have other places to focus on. Oh, yeah, our no, attention. absolutely. This is a, this is not worth our time. Mm-hmm. We've been here before. We destroyed whatever temple that they had and we moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when necessary, they send out people like you to deal with one-off events. Absolutely. 
So yeah, I'm uh, continuing making my way through the streets, just kind of pushing my way through before I look back and see that Laris has that confused look on her face a little bit. And moving forward, and I'm grabbing her by the shoulder, and I'm just walking, and I'm lowering my voice. Just walk. It's not about being polite or anything. These people do not care about order. They are disgusting little cretins, and they'll be act like one. So in order to fit in, you must act it as well. Yes, sir. Don't call me sir. I'm Skiv. You're Doria. Yes, sir. Yes, Skiv. Delightful. We'll make a pirate out of you yet. And we're going to continue uh, moving. Try not to make any eye contact. The only thing I am watching for is, uh, you said this was a black desert, right? Yes. Anybody who's not covered in soot. Give me a perception roll. Difficulty one. Because at this point, I figured anybody who's actually a person who wants to stay here, they're going to be covered in soot. A person who doesn't want to stay here, they're just here for business. Three advantages, but no successes. You certainly pass a a handful of people, but you've kind of entered a a marketplace Mm -hmm. and there's just such a huge crush of people that you can't, your eyes can't track anybody. Like they're immediately swallowed up into the crowd. Mm -hmm. So you certainly know that there are other off-worlders around, but no no one that stands out, no one that you can really follow. Cool the other side of the market like once you cross this marketplace you're going to reach the address where you were told to meet cool and uh, we're just continue walking and as we're walking i'm just giving laris uh, doria instruction like relax your shoulders no hand does not rest near your not on your blaster but near your blaster well what what how is near defined in this situation look at the one over there against the wall you see how his arm is dangling near his blaster but not yes 4.5 microns away 4.5 4.5 microns for you, then. And she places her hand exactly 4.5 microns away from her blaster. Let it sway. But then it would deviate. Let it sway and just make sure it doesn't get more than 5.5 microns. So just sway it a little bit. That is a very small sway. When I observe your the way that your hands sway, it is a, a deviation of up to 17.5 microns. Then do 15. You can almost see in her head her counting micron by micron. Oh, God. And, but no, I need, I need someone to watch my back. And she's a cyborg, so no one's really that surprised how they act. So, yep, I'm just going to continue moving towards the address. Give me a skullduggery check. I'm going to make you roll skullduggery. Oh, I hate this thing. You keep avoiding it. And this is going to be two purples and a red. Because this is your, your role to fit in amongst the... The, the hive of scum and villainy that is Vikea. You said two purples and a red? Yes. I got one victory, but two problems. Okay, two threats. One success, two threats. But a woman ain't one. Wait, Laris is, so yeah. Yes, yes, Laris, Laris could be a problem. Yeah. So maybe I look like I fit in, <laughs> but she don't. Well, no. With the successes, you you are perceived as being one of them. But as you noted earlier, people that aren't from the area would not be covered in the the black sand yet. So while you fit in, people think that you are a smuggler. They know that you're from off world. That you're yeah. you're and new most around people, here. Most people who are off world here are smugglers, so they know I'm I'm up to no good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, roll me perception versus. Three purple. Three purple, and I got perception? Yes. Oof. (laughs) Yeah. Three failures, but three advantages. Let's see. We will say that the advantage is that Laris, or Doria, 
as her hand is, you know, still trying to find the correct rhythm for for swaying properly while not being too far but not too near her blaster, her arm suddenly reaches out and grabs the arm of a street urchin and you look down and the urchin has stolen your blaster. Give it back. And she then picks the the child up so it's dangling a couple of feet off the ground. That is not yours. I snatch my blaster away and I peel back my lips as I, I aim my blaster towards it. But then I see that fear in the urchin's eye. Get out of here. Let him go. Laris just drops the child. And the kid is a, a small human boy. Yeah. Crumples to the ground for a moment and then like doesn't even get all the way up. Just kind of scrambles on all fours a, a couple of feet and then runs. I, I keep my eyes trailed on him for a second. I, uh, I see him running and then I kind of see a couple others like run around. Clearly they were a chain gang yep. of... Grab the. They would grab something, pass it on through the crowd, and I see them all run into the uh, alleyway. And my face softens for a second before I turn back towards the address. Thank you, Doria. Yes, give. And I continue walking. When you reach the address, it is one dingy clay building indistinguishable from another. It is about two stories tall. Like everything else there, it has seen better days, could use a fresh coat of paint if it wouldn't be immediately covered in dust. Does it have a door or is it like... It's just open. Oh. There's a, a kind of a curtain strung across it. But most of the, the buildings actually don't have proper doorways. The building, the the windows don't have proper glass in them. This seems like a, a place, as I said, the infrastructure has just fallen away. There's there's nobody here to do construction. Right. Construction yeah. is too honest of a living for the people of Ikea. I push open the, the curtain then and just walk right in like I own the place. And give me perception versus two reds and a purple. Oh, that's nasty. Two reds and a purple? Yep. And what I got was not very good. It's a, well, well one, one failure and three threats. <laughs> I'm not doing so hot this time, am I, people? Well, yes, but it's also partly that now I know the proper way to set difficulty. Row, row. Yep. And so I uh, walk right in. Yeah, you walk right in because you did not announce yourself or decide to look around. Uh, as soon as you walk in, you feel a thump on the back of your head and you sink to the, the ground, knocked out. Makes sense. If you'd had any advantages, you could have. Could have uh, not been knocked out by the yes, sap. Yes, cool. but I'm going to say that with a failure in those threats you you are knocked out you can't make a resistance cool yeah that's fine uh and, but it's not for for long um we cut to a couple of minutes later you know the camera the the screen is is black and then it's kind of fuzzy as you open your eyes and you are on your your knees in the middle of a room <sighs> what do i see as i look around <sighs> uh, it is a very dim space the, the room seems to be the entire second floor of the, the building. You see a human woman sitting on a, a chair. Uh, it's a relatively nice chair. Doesn't really, it, it's not covered in, in such, so it is, is new to the area. Very finely and ornately carved. And she is flanked by three other people, two on one side, one on the other. You see a, a Rodian woman. Twilight male and another human male. Oi! You didn't have to be so rough, love. Ugh. Didn't anyone teach you that it's uh, rude to just walk in? Well, I thought we, I was invited. I thought I'd just be bold and brash and 
most ladies tend to like that. When you invite people over to your place, do you allow them to just walk in or are they expected to knock? Well, when they're as beautiful as you and I, they can do whatever they want. Give me. <laughs> give me oh, there's wallet. charm. Yeah, give yeah. me charm. Give me your wallet. <laughs> give me charm versus um, one red, one purple. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, I have her stats. Hold up on the rolling. Uh, is actually versus two red. I have one success. Yay. Like just one success. Wow. Oh, wow. You rolled two green versus two red. Yeah. That's all your charm is. I'm not a very charming man. Jeez. What are you, what are you good at, Billy? I am very good at lightsabers and willpower. <laughs> I'm, I am destroying the perception checks usually. But apparently that urchin got the better of me. Tremaine better. That's going to leave the comic book. <laughs> uh, but you, your your charm roll passes. So the woman smirks. Uh, and as your vision kind of clears, you recognize the woman from the dossier that you were given. This is Mia Hanika. I take it you're Mia. Is that correct? It would be. You're Skiv. Skiv the name. Artifacts is the game. I hear you have a lightsaber with quite the pedigree. Quite, quite, quite. And I toss her like the data card. There's the appropriate records right there. You see the markings itself. Even the museum, a couple of the appraisers there had a field day with it. And actually, as you, you toss I, it for Just her, so you know, I didn't take the lightsaber with me. That is good to know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have said that. I don't have it on me because I'm not an amateur. <laughs> Are you, though, with your roles? I am an inquisitor. <laughs> As long as they're not little children, I'm fine. Oh my God, you're Jesus! <laughs> oh my God, I can see like a ch- like I'm gonna get like to fight like a Sith Lord that's like his armor is made of children and they taunt me. Oh my God. I- <laughs> the kid wasn't that bad. You scared the kid. I and mean, if this was one of Jesus's kid kids, you'd still be mouthing off against. He would have kicked the shit out of me like the ninth sister. Exactly. Now, as you were tossing the data card towards Mia, actually the Rodian reached out grabbed it and snatched it really fast. Seems that Mia is uh, too good to do her own reading. But the Rodian takes the data card. I'm looking for Doria. Laris. Oh, yeah, she's right next to you. Who She's also on her knees, uh, sitting bolt upright. She's She's been awake at least as long as you have. Probably. And they probably didn't knock her out. Because <laughs> she probably knocked and announced herself. It is following protocol. Yeah, of course. So the Rodian slips the data card into a reader. And as you're explaining what's there, the Rodian is is nodding along, pointing things out to me at the appropriate moments. Yep. And uh, then I, I got word that there was a little bit of a, a buyer's market out here. And I figured, what better way to make a good cred by bringing it to the dark dock of the desert here? Yeah, it does seem like you've got some... Uh, a piece of interest in merchandise. Fantastic. How much you are looking to buy it for, love. And if you give me your calm frequency, I will throw in gift wrapping for free. She snorts. <clears throat> well, it's uh, not really my policy to buy merchandise just off of paper. I like to inspect my goods. And yet, when we brought you in, you were curiously missing a lightsaber. Oh, isn't that how it goes, love? You see, I'm not much of an amateur hour, though I suppose not knocking is not a point in my direction, but love, 
I'm not going to walk into a place I don't know with uh, an artifact that's going to cost a lot of money. If Who knows, you would have taken the lightsaber and put a bolt in my head. But now we trust each other. We talked. We have a, a, a relationship. It's all good. So uh, I think we signed a neutral territory in order to do the exchange. Sounds reasonable. And you do have it on the planet, though. Of course. Of course, of course, love. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, jerk you around like that. Give me deception. Uh, deception versus two red. <laughs> What's my deception? You do have two light side points here that you can spend to upgrade your greens to yellows. I will spend a light side point, dude. Uh, or is it dark side points? Oh, no. Yeah. No, I can. In this case, it's, it, it is light side. This is, those are fate points. So uh, one of your greens you can upgrade to a yellow, or if you already have only yellows, you would add a green. Okay. Three successes and a problem. Threat. Threat. Uh, yeah, so Mia uh, definitely, definitely believes you that you do have it on the, the planet. So what sort of uh, neutral meeting spot are you looking for? Uh, we when we were doing a flyby, I had bone scan for any place that's pretty flat that doesn't have any uh, good hiding spots somewhere in the desert, and that's what I'm suggesting. Unless she has some uh, something in mind. The place that you had bone check out, it's the the Doaba Badlands, mm-hmm. uh, and it is mostly flat. There are some some pits and and craters that have been carved out by erosion, but it is a like a kilometer or two outside of the city. Cool. That will be where uh, we'll meet in a couple hours after I have time to uh, have a little fun here. Mia tisks out in the Badlands, so untrusting. Well, love, you're bad, I'm bad. We get together, who knows what badness will happen. And the land's right there. It has our name on it, so why not use it? This lightsaber better be worth it. Everything I bring you, love, will be worth it. Okay, so she she agrees to make the exchange. You have about three hours to kill before she is going to meet you. We do some rules, like, you know, no more than three. Like, uh, I'll have Laris there, uh, but no more than three. If there's more than three, then the deal's off. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Sure. So my character is going to head back towards the ship, uh, trying to make sure no one's following him. So he's zigzagging as much as he can. Seems like another skullduggery rule. Sounds like it. This will be too purple, since it's just kind of a general... Avoiding people, not versus a specific person. Or is it? Two successes. Yep. So you zig, you zag. No more urchins that try to steal your blaster. There's never an urchin. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that one? That was a test. Laris, that was a test. Good for you. Good, good job. Doria. Doria. Doria the Exploria. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars, Force and Destiny. Please follow Fandible on Twitter and Facebook and share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fandible on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. We can also be found on Patreon if you wish to make a monthly donation that helps us keep our equipment up to date and travel to gaming conventions to meet listeners like you. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.